Hello everyone and welcome back to Animation Fascination. I'm Mark Rivert and this week this is going to be a bonus episode of the show. Uh, if you haven't listened to us before, this podcast focuses on the world of animation. In each episode we feature all the latest news from around the animation industry and the main topic discussing a TV series, film, or something else, whether it's traditionally hand-drawn, computer-generated, or stop-motion. If it's animated, it's up for discussion to geek out about. Uh, this week is episode 113. It's a bonus episode with our friends over at Beer with Geeks. And the Vactiverse, we're going to be talking about the entire first season of My Adventures with Superman. So, sit back and relax, and here's the episode. Up, up, and away. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. With me, as a conglomeration, as we love to do these days, is... The Vectorverse and Animation Fascination. We are here with Vector, Mark, Frank, and myself, Tim. It is me. <laughs> we're All doing right, it gentlemen, again. It is lovely. We're doing it again. <laughs> yeah. the, the crossover that everybody didn't ask for. But we said we had too much fun, so I don't care what you losers think. Anyway, <laughs> how are all of you? Mark, how are you? Start us off. I'm doing okay. It's uh, had a day to myself. Son was working. My wife we went to a spa day, so spent the day with m- my little puppy Sylvie. Had a day to nice. ourselves. Like a great day. A great day. Yeah. I spent the day with your wife. So how strange? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 Plot twist. All right. So Plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> how are you today? I'm doing excellent. This is my second podcast of the day. I'm feeling great. And guess what? I finally remembered a beverage. So I'm I'm finally going to join the cool kids. I got a drink. I love it. What is your beverage today? Today, we've got not root beer, but cream soda. Yeah, cream soda. Another A&W classic. Oh yeah, I forgot. I I also have had one. It's Monty Python's Holy Grail. <laughs> what? Nice. Amber gold ale tempered over burning witches. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah. What's the um? What's the actual company on that? Because I want to get some. Uh, uh, Black Sheep Brewery. Black Sheep Brewery. I yeah. will find the. I will find. Yeah. The. Well, actually, tell us if it's good. Because if it's not good, then <laughs> I will not right. find. I will not be fine. <laughs> Yeah, amber amber yeah. ales are usually pretty good. They really are. Like them. It's hard to screw up an amber ale, but it, I'm sure it has been done. Mm. Um, and finally, the last member of the Vector Fascination Geek Verse. It is Frank. How are you today? I'm doing great. I am so happy to be here with you, fellas, to talk about my favorite superhero in his latest incarnation, Booster Gold. Yes. Yeah. Well, Skeets. <laughs> Skeets. Booster Gold just an add-on. Yeah. yeah. You're right. It's yeah. Skeets. Frank, what are you drinking today on our, uh, on our crossover? It, it's kind of my turn to be the one uh, without a beverage uh, this time around. I mean, I, I've been enjoying some, uh, uh, some Canada Dry Ginger Ale. Does that count? Yes. Yes, it does. Sure. It's an ale, is it not? It is, it is ale. an ale of the, the ginger ale variety. I have a story, a quick story. So I was in 
Hawaii. No, I'm sorry. I was in Japan. I was living in Hawaii, but I was doing a study abroad in Japan. And one of my co-studiers, uh, one of my c- classmates, um, he loved to say this joke every day to himself. And, and no one laughed, but he said it every time. He goes, they told me to drink Canada Dry. So I did. And that was it. And he would walk away. And I was the only one what? laughing. <laughs> so anytime I think about Canada Dry, I think about that. So stupid. What the hell? Weirdly affecting joke, though, because Frank, it got Frank. So he got me. He, so he drank them dry. Oh, man. So, yeah, I always think about that. Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> That's good. Uh, and uh, I am also drinking a non-alcoholic beverage tonight. I'm drinking a Spindrift sparkling water, lime-flavored, because they are delicious. And you can mm-hmm. kind of say it's like a, it tastes like a margarita, but it's not because it's just a lime seltzer. I love just, anything lime-flavored. <laughs> I like a lime flavor. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Well, Frank alluded to it, but we are all here to talk about my adventures with Superman me, Tim, and Superman teaming up and having fun together. That's what we're talking about. Also, he's in a show called My Adventures with Superman, which premiered on Adult Swim and then on Max the next day, right? Um, yes. I was a Max mm-hmm. watcher because I don't have cable. Um, it I'm did not also ruin Max. my enjoyment of the show at all. Um, because I actually prefer I, Max because when too. I was watching... I watched the premiere on Cartoon Network because it was like, oh, I got to watch it at midnight as soon as it comes out. And there was commercials. So I said, this is not as good as what I normally watch, which is streaming services with no commercials. So uh, I also prefer the Max version. Yeah, I'll I'll wait the next day, especially when it comes out at like midnight or whatever or like at night. I'm like, I'll wait six hours because chances (laughs) are I'm asleep. And if I'm not asleep, that means I'm dealing with a child. Yes. So, mm. Or I drank too mm-hmm. much water that day. But either way, it's not time to watch Superman. Um, <laughs> however, every time I did watch Superman, it was the greatest 20 minutes of my life in <sighs> that moment. It was wonderful from start to finish. I don't know how I, well, I know pretty much how most of you felt about it. We, <laughs> we added here and there, but it is one definitely one of the better Superman adaptations to, to cross our paths in, in a few years. Um, and what I, I think I liked about it most, and I'll, I'll say before the, I'll give you gentlemen time to speak, is that it was authentic to the characters that I, I, I certainly recognize within all of them, but they all felt fresh. And not mm. fresh in like the sassy, you know, Andrew um, Garfield, Spider-Man kind of fresh, but the like more of um, like original takes on beloved characters like clark is still definitely clark but he's goofy clark but but like uh but a believable goofy not christopher reeve like putting on um like are there any more like you like uh no not really no like there's definitely more people like clark i recognize him i have friends that are like him um and so but he felt real to me jack quaid i think did a great job yes and Lois is probably, I feel like, the one that's the most like Lois. I think mm, maybe she's yes, a little more right. immature than we're used to seeing Lois. Mm-hmm. So she's got a little bit of growing up to do the way that she reacts to certain situations. Um, but the, And then there's Jimmy, who actually feels like a loyal, um, feels like a worthy member of the trifecta now, instead mm. of just being like, and it's Jimmy, 
you know, like <laughs> the island, like old thing, uh, the old right. theme song was like, and the rest, like he didn't, <laughs> Marianne didn't get the rest. That was that's Jimmy Olsen to me, and the rest, like um, <laughs> this feels his like um, conspiracy theory. Jimmy is is a, a worthy addition. He rounds them out very well. So I was I was pleased to punch with the three. Uh, Mark, what did you think? Yeah, I so I got a little behind on it, so I ended up basically I had watched that that first episode way back when we did that episode of this, and then I basically over the past three days binged the rest of it to to catch back up. And I would I would have to say this show like I don't usually like doing that with a lot of shows, but this show actually that I thought that worked really well doing that for this show with. Each episode is its own thing, but it felt uh, like a, a big, cohesive, like serialized story th- through watching it that way, and I liked mm-hmm. that. And with what Tim was saying, is that they all feel like familiar characters, while also feeling like new takes on all of them. Uh, and I return that sentiment of Jack Wade does an excellent job as both Clark and Superman in this, and I really. Uh, liked uh, Lois in this as well too. the The actress who did the voice, Alice Lee, I I really liked her performance as she was on Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Uh, one of the things that she's done, but I thought she did a really good job. And then I thought Ishmael uh, Sahid did a really good job as Jimmy Olsen as well. And there's just I liked some of like these smaller uh, voices that we got throughout that weren't you know recurring but i did mm-hmm. overall like all of that going on with it that's great uh vector the same thing that i felt on the, our first episode where we talked the first two episodes i feel now but 10 times more i feel like this is one of my favorite shows that i've ever watched in my life i loved my adventures with superman I refer to it as the Superman anime, but it was not, there was never a disappointing episode. I, I was following it week to week and I was never let down the entire time. I was just in awe that I'm watching a Superman anime. Like I said, I have a love of anime and of Superman. And this was the chocolate and the peanut butter going together in the same jar. Um, the goobers, peanut butter and jelly in the same jar. And I just, there's nothing bad for me to say about this show. Um, I really had kind of um, in my mind as I was watching it, I had questions about what do the Superman loyalists think about this show? Because we all grew up with a certain version of Superman and for you know 80 years, there's been a consistent Superman. Um, it's very seldom strayed from that and i'm wondering this one i think is the most drastic take on superman that i've ever seen where there it's it's not your daddy's superman basically and so i'm curious what each one of you like i said we're our friendship is largely based on smallville superman batman and the dc universe all of us so all four of us have this connected bond over the DC characters. And as I was watching, I was just like, man, what are the other guys thinking about this take on Superman? So that's what I'm really 
interested to to see myself i loved it like i said it was a hundred percent what i wanted out of a superman anime jack quaid's interpretation of clark kent and superman was fantastic for me i i don't i thought he brought of that vulnerable side to clark and he wasn't i think i might have said this in the last episode that we did he wasn't the big booming superman that you know, I think most people think of, and it's become a cliche of, you know, hey, you're not Superman, you're not, you're not, uh, you know, a bodybuilder or whatever. I think Jack Quaid's version of Superman kind of takes it and flips it, but also in this period, in this time period of his life, I think this is perfect for Superman discovering himself, and the way that they had the changes to the to the lore and to the canon, I think. That kept it fresh for me because I know so much of what was the classic Superman uh, iteration. So each time there was something new with Task Force X or with his, especially with his Kryptonian heritage and Brainiac and how all of that stuff played in, I was like, oh, okay, this is a completely different take on it. So I'm I'm curious where they go with it. Um, so that was the fun I was having as I was watching week to week of, oh, when are they going to... Um, introduce kryptonite and then how is it going to affect him so all of these things i just like i said it was just slowly uh giving me more of what i loved each week and this last episode i thought was fantastic episode 10 was a great wrap-up to this first season and a nice little tease for season two frank i loved the pure fun swashbuckling adventure of this show like give me i mean it, it's in the name right like my adventures with superman but like it delivers on that it was so fun every yeah. single time out of the gate like 10 times out of 10 it was so fun so enjoyable it they they kept me interested all season long watching the storyline unfold uh, and then each individual adventure that we got to go on with these characters was great. I loved Jack Quaid's version of, of, of Superman. I feel like this is right now, like we have two great takes on Superman on TV between Superman and Lois and my adventures with Superman. Loving, loving what's coming out of these TV iterations of Superman. Cause I feel like they really at the core get who this character is like i feel like they really at at a core there are common things that that both shows live action and animated have in common um and with different uh characteristics and different storylines but like at the at the heart of it i feel like these are these are teams that understand and and like superman and that's just that's what you want like when you love a character as as and have a history with, with with a character you want to see them treated well and i i really feel like this character is getting treated well and i am a very happy superman fan good yeah i agree factor you said something i want to go back to and it was the um you know like the twist on superman mythos or characters that we know and they're like task force x and they're keeping you engaged what i'm curious for the group is that like everything is stemming from kryptonian technology like that's kind of the macguffin of the show in some way at least like knowing this is where all the um these characters come from and i've heard some 
flack about that like like it's too much of the same thing for all the characters to be involved in that and i was thinking about it in that like superman the animated series was able to diversify um like the villain origins you know like this one's magic and this one's this chemical and this one's this but it also told episodic stories that were actually allotting time to villains more than the show because this is one of the first animated superman shows to give us a story arc instead of in it mm. just an individual like it's my adventure with superman but there's an overarching story that it's telling and so it's like it's devoting time to that story in place of here's the like the the long version of the villain story but i i like this angle one because like mm. factor said it's new which is nice it kind of reminds me of smallville with the like it's because of the kryptonite right like, and so yep. like in this one it's because of the kryptonian technology yep. like yes. that's just like where they're, <laughs> we're going yeah. with it and i'm i'm for it because it makes the world feel cohesive in a way that early comics didn't really and then adaptations didn't have to worry about it where it was just kind of messy but as far as a narrative is going everything stemming from one place and then it feeling like or clark feeling like that's his fault but it's not his fault i i do like because superman is nothing but taking the the like the sins or guilt of others and placing them on himself but i do like that he is in fact pretty blameless for it it actually reminds mm -hmm. me of like clark and smallville being like well i brought the meteor shower and you know the, like disrupted smallville because it wasn't his fault but he feels like it was and that's like the essence of young young clark especially yeah and that's what I, i'm enjoying uh so much so going back to mark what do you think <laughs> yeah kind of with the sentiment what, what you're saying about smallville there too is that even though he's like slightly older early 20s clark kal-el in this i liked throughout the season how he was uh, kind of coming across new powers every so often, every few episodes, like and mm -hmm. learning to use those. <laughs> the one I thought was was funny is when he gets the super hearing, and he's like up for like three or four days in a row because <laughs> now he's just trying to save everybody. Now that he can hear everybody and doing that, and just how all of those are introduced in there too, and then kind of like what you were saying with how he in Smallville, how Clark feels like bad for the meteor shower coming in and taking a bunch of stuff out in Smallville. Similar to that and here with the the whole zero day uh, element of the show, which I thought was funny because it was almost like a snake eating its own tail of if, if anyone's ever seen the Iron Giant where when the Iron Giant finds out or that he's like meant to be like a weapon and the Iron Giant and that is Butters. obsessed with super with, with Superman. Oh. <laughs> this movie came out in like nineteen ninety-nine. Like it's my fault at this point. I don't care. It's all right. Uh but uh, yeah, so but uh, like Iron Giant's obsessed Wait. with Superman, so you now flip it around over to this where it's like the same kind of plot element of Superman feeling the way that the Iron Giant did in it. And I just thought that was Tim, were you being uh, serious or were you joking? I thought you were joking. <laughs> What, that I hadn't seen The Iron Giant or that yeah. it came out in 1999? That you haven't seen The Iron Giant? <laughs> <laughs> that was dark. I'm not sure when it came out. It feels right, though. Yeah, right? it is right. Yeah. Yes. See, feels like a movie that was made before the 2000s. Um, I know I haven't seen it. Okay. And that was... That was it. We did a Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Many, oh, that's what it was. Oh, I, 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 okay. Oh, 
All right. You tried right. to continue, convince me to watch it, which you did, but I have since forgotten <laughs> everything that you said years ago. I, I retract my objection. So one day I will get to it. Um, and so, you know, when you sit down and you're like, I got to watch something, I don't think like, oh, what's that movie from almost 30 years ago that I haven't watched yet? Right. Unless it's for a podcast, I really don't watch anything these days. It's only, okay, I got to watch My Adventures with Superman because we're going to be talking about it. I got to watch Blue Beetle because we're going to be talking about it. Like, mm-hmm. that's my, these days, that's how my schedule works. Yeah. It's either that or like stuff that I watch with my wife. Yes. And so, right. like, it's like which stuff I don't podcast about, you know, mm-hmm. Reservation right. Dogs, you know, uh, you know, Men in Kilts. So, anyone who wants to talk about oh, that, I haven't seen that. Travel show. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) well, it's very interesting. I don't know if this is Tim. Do you think this is a modern storytelling device now? Because Ultimate Spider-Man does the same thing where everything is tied to Norman Osborn and Oscorp. All the villains come out of that. Everything is tied to that one thing. And when I first read that, I was enjoying it and i was like oh this is cool everything is is um like if they had planned it out from the beginning yeah everything would have been tied to one thing but the way that spider-man was created in the 60s and and onward it was oh let's all right as a a guy dressed like a rhino let's see if he turns out okay okay there's one that's dressed like a a clown or chameleon whatever like they just kind of were going and seeing what stuck and what and some things stuck and some things didn't. But with Ultimate Spider-Man, they had the hindsight of, oh, these are the popular villains. These are the ones that everybody mm-hmm. loves. So we can kind of piece, pick and choose what we want. But Smallville, like you said, did that with the meteor shower of tying everything to one event. And now well, this is doing it. I mean, even Marvel kind of does it to an extent. Like either everything is tied to an Infinity Stone for a long time. Mm-hmm. For MCU. Or it's yeah. tied to Tony Stark's choices. Right, like those right. are our those are the two delineating things that happen. Yeah. Well, there are a bunch of villains over here because Tony was a bad person, and then there are a bunch of villains over here because of space rocks. Like those right. are those are the two things. There are yeah. very few stories in between that are just like stories, right? Um, and maybe that's again with the hindsight thing of we have the MCU now being what is it? You know, fifteen years old at this point, and we have the the benefit of oh, okay, now we can look back on it and everything is is connecting. I wonder with other universes, like let's say with Invincible, like there's certain things that they don't have the hindsight and they're just making it up as they go along. So not everything is specifically tied together. I don't know how I feel about that. I guess I'm 50-50 on it because part of me likes the organic nature of just free flowing and coming up with the ideas as it goes along. And then the other part of me is like, Oh yeah, it does kind of narratively make it a cohesive story of from start to finish. If they wrote this as an original graphic novel instead of as an ongoing monthly. Um, So with this show, everything being tied to Clark's arrival and zero day and everything, I think I still need a little bit more to find out about that and about the origins because even in this episode Jarrell speaks a couple words of English we I still I still want more of that what type of Jarrell is this is this a smallville Jarrell 
Is this a Marlon Brando Jor-El? I I still I'm swinging back and forth between He's how pro Jor-El, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He actually does. Yeah, they the yeah. styling of him uh, definitely. So I'm interested to see that, and so maybe in season two I can come back to you and say, okay, yeah, that was successful, and I like that take on it. Or no, I, I like my classic Superman of you know, everything is, is on its own. So yeah, maybe come back to me after season two. I think, I think that everything kind of happening on its own can be like narratively sloppy sometimes. Mm. Right. Like, you know, where it's just like, Oh, Rudy just happened to find some toxic chemicals. Right. So now he's the <laughs> you know, like, uh, right. like what a crazy week this has been, yeah. you know? So <laughs> I just, um, but you know, so hold on, I need to turn away from the microphone for one second to, to read for something that, matters so it's weirdly i was just <laughs> going through i was just going through superman secret origin earlier today um and everything is tied to lex luther parasite um, metallo like everything and they didn't or well i mean metallo was but parasite necessarily wasn't like everything is always linked in here and so i think it is a modern storytelling device mm, but yeah. it's one that it because they're pre-existing characters, it's I don't I don't think that it's lazy or like takes away from the creative process. They're trying to figure out a new way to deliver something old, um, hmm. and so I and I, so and I think by tying things together, you're giving every character's actions uh, and decisions narrative weight instead of it just stuff just happening. Um, which you don't mind when it's like a bank robbery or something like that, but. But if that bank robbery is tied to this, is tied to this, is tied to this, then all of a sudden the stakes of that bank robbery are much higher, therefore delivering a much more engaging overall narrative mm. product. Yeah. Frank, say things. Yeah, I, I uh, Tim, you pulling out Secret Origin kind of, you kind of illustrated my point better than I, I, I was planning to. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I was going to say, I feel like this show, a lot of shows feel like an ongoing series, mm. an ongoing comic book series. This feels like I, I read a a volume, you know, the first graphic novel of a of a series, right? So it's yes, like yeah. fairly self-contained uh, in ten episodes, and um, uh, all the stories link together, and and they are all connected by you know it, it uh, a common uh, origin for all of the all the right. goings on in the story, right? Because it's one story, like you said with Lex in Secret Origin. Um, uh, that's, that's how I, I sort of look at it. It feels like mm. a nice sort of neat packaged together story, uh, told over 10 chapters. Um, and I, I came away from each chapter the way I, I feel after reading, you know, that book, you that, that comic you get every month. It's like the one you're, you're secretly the most excited about to get to in your stack. You know, because it's like the it's the it's the, the most fun one, and you're like, all right, I'm 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 savoring this one because so I'll really enjoy it, and then it's gone, it's over, and you're like, I can't believe it's twenty pages already gone. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the that's what this show felt like, and, and that's nice. that's that's how I I looked at it week to week, and it is how it felt like it was sort of structured. Mm. That's actually how uh, the night the current Nightwing book by Tom Taylor is for me. Every time a new issue comes out, I just I I'm excited. I see it, I read it, and I'm like, oh, no, it's over already. When's the next one coming out? So that was how I felt, too, with, with each episode. Because this and Harley Quinn, 
um, have been coming out in the in the past couple of weeks. They've been coming out um, back to back, so Thursday, Friday, and it's been like this great week of DC for me. Looking forward to each one of those shows. Now that this is done, I only have Harley to focus on, which has been fantastic this season. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone's not watching, but yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, Frank. I got the I share every sentiment of the fun and the the youthfulness of this the vibrancy of it feels like a breath of fresh air and especially with a lot of the stuff that's been going on with dc unfortunately with the live action films it's been kind of anticipation and then disappointment for me leading up to okay hey there's a new dc movie coming out oh man and i'm hoping the zach i mean the zach snyder the uh, James Gunn universe is um, a s- enjoyment for me because I'm I have a lot of high hopes, expectations, um, and I don't want to be let down. But with my adventures uh, with Superman, it was it hit it out of the park every week. It was it set me up and then it knocked it out like it it never missed. There was no strikes in this metaphor. Um, so I'm very happy that the way that this whole season turned out. And like Frank said, you can look at it as a one volume of a series, um, almost even like that um, Earth One series that DC was doing, where it was like, all right, here's the Earth One Volume One Batman. Here's the Earth One Volume Two Batman. So I think this is going to be in that same vein, especially once we get the second season. I'm hoping they go longer um, beyond. I'm hoping the success of this show and the popularity proves that they can uh, continue because, like with what Tim said, Superman, the animated series, I think those three seasons I hold up on a pedestal and, and say, man, that what they were able to accomplish with those three seasons was really um, extraordinary. And, and I'm hoping that my adventures with Superman can get up uh, to that level. They're, they're starting out on a great note, but I'm hoping they can sustain that level of quality. Factor, would you agree that uh, part of like that that format, that sort of feeling like it's a you know a volume in a in a series like that, that that's sort of p- partly due to the anime format. Wouldn't mm. would you agree with that? Yes, yes, yeah, that would definitely fit that um, that format and that function. So yeah, I c- I could see a lot of the creative process of them saying, okay, the way we're going to structure this is like an anime series, and I I'd really like to see a lot of behind the scenes stuff on this because. I'm itching to, I mean, I've seen stuff on Twitter and, and some of the creatives involved, but I I really want to see how the, the sausage was made on this one. I love watching behind the scenes stuff anyways, but with this one in particular, it being anime, I want to know whose idea was that to say, we're going to make this the Superman anime because and I, I think I said it on the last uh, episode that one decision changed everything about this show. Everything kind of like what we're saying with all of the villains coming from one focal point, the focal point in the production of this show was, Hey, we're going to make this an anime. And so everything from the animation style to the humor, the tone of, of Superman. And like we said, like the format of these, each episode fitting into a slot, you know, of a graphic novel, everything stems from that choice to make it an anime, kind of like um, the most recent uh, Ninja Turtles movie that just actually just came out 
on streaming two days ago, which is kind of crazy because it was in the theater 30 days ago. I didn't know that. Yeah, it just just came out. Anyways, Mutant Mayhem is the name of the movie. That um, movie, everything stemmed upon, we're going to make this teenagers. We're going to make the voice actors teenagers. The writing is for teenagers. Like everything stemmed. The animation style is like a teenager doodling in his notebook. Everything, the focal point of that movie is we're gonna, the teenage part of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And that's, like I said, this is the same way. And I'm just, it's interesting to me. And I want to see who came up with that and, and where that thought process led to. So I'm hoping we get some good special features, maybe when this comes out on a physical release. I have a question concerning anime and all this, because I am not an anime watcher. It's not like anything that I've like, brought myself to so this being anime to me like was really fresh like it allowed me as a viewer to go like oh i see why people like anime now because my exposure to anime is fairly limited and like i don't want to say i necessarily don't count my childhood watching some pokemon and digimon and you know like (laughs) yeah because i didn't grow up with dragon ball z or or anything like that and i you know like it like i missed it as a kid and i probably would have liked it you know, and there's still what, time, Tim. You can still watch. Yeah, it. Still you know, there. Like, and I've tried other ones. Like I watched some of Death Note, and I've watched um, a couple of seasons of My Hero uh, Academia. Oh, you know, which was great. Which I really yes, loved. But it was yes, like yes, yeah. the emotions were so high that mm, I like mm, I needed mm. energy to sustain. <laughs> yes, 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 because yes. I was like, Midori, he just keeps like crying all the time. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's okay yeah. to cry, but I'm a little tired of you doing that. Yeah. So, so for this one this like almost like gentle pace of an, an adventure show. Like, you know, the, there's a real calmness and stillness to it that you recognize in other type in, in other animes. But yes. so I guess my question is like, uh, this is obviously legitimate anime. It's made by an anime studio and whatever. So like, but would you hand this to somebody who's like, I've never watched anime before. And you'd be like, well, this is a great entry point into anime. Or do you think that this is, is it a little too Western still because it's Superman? Um, Also, what is the thing that you would compare this most to in an anime that's out there? Like if I said, I really liked this, I like this tone and style, what else can I watch? That's obviously not DC or superhero related, but like what's adjacent to it? I don't know who actually watches anime in this group outside of Frank, who I know who does not. So, Vector and Mark, tell me your secrets. Tell me your fantasies. Do you remember? What do you remember that from uh, um, Batman Forever when he steps into the the booth? Oh so, yeah, yeah. Bruce yeah. Wayne, tell me <laughs> your fantasies. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mark, your son is a huge anime, oh, yeah. and actually, you just watched the live action One Piece on Netflix earlier today. Uh, you're yeah. telling me off mic. Has your son been watching this? Yeah, he he's been watching it with me. So okay. like, he watched the the first episodes with me before we did that first episode on it, and then he caught up with me the the past two days or so as watched the rest of it. Uh, and but yeah, he's he's very much into anime. Like he's watched like I don't even know. I know there's tons of episodes of like the actual anime for One Piece. And I think he's pretty, oh, yeah. pretty deep into it. And I don't think he's even near the end of it yet. Uh, but he's like watched that, and um, 
he's watched my hero academia and a whole whole slew of other things and yeah he's he's so uh that's the right word for us he's like uh, so pure about it that he watched it he watches it right. subbed not in dubbed. japanese yeah yeah right. so he, he's very specific <laughs> about the way that he has right. to watch it uh right. and he liked the style for this and he even really enjoyed that live action one piece at least the the pilot of it so far which i i guess would be a good sentiment for how well that was made if that's one of his favorite anime shows and he's very much liking the live action readaptation of it i guess that must mean that they've done it do service from that right but, oh just for for context uh one piece is currently in its 20th season there have, as of September 3rd, 2023, 1,074 episodes have aired. So that's just to give you context about anime. Uh, but that is also, anime is an adaptation of manga, which is Japanese comic books. That's all it is. So there is, it's very interesting. We could do a whole podcast on this <laughs> about the differences between Western comics and animation and then uh, anime and manga. And the real real quick just to kind of compress it there's a lot more um i would say emotion a lot more romance i think there are it's a heavier women um there's a, there's a larger population of women that read manga versus american comic books and i think the reason why is because american comic books have skewed towards superheroes so much like that people when you say comic book they think superhero. They don't even think about Scott Pilgrim. They don't think about anything else because that is what is popular in our in our Western culture. And so when I was growing up in, in Japan, I, I lived in Japan a couple of uh, times in my life, but when I would go on the train, I would see 50-year-old grandmothers reading manga. I would see 12 year olds reading manga like and not only manga but video games so there wasn't that taboo and um kind of oh you're that's for video games or for kids comic books animation is for kids in japan it's like no it's you can have it's it's just the format that i'm read that i'm reading this or watching this it doesn't matter if it's not live action it doesn't matter if it's not the typical format that that the westerners are used to but can they tell a compelling story and there's slice of life, there's romance, there's, you know, any horror, anything that you can think of, which, you know, we have in America, but we just cater so hard towards superheroes, which I love, as you know, if anyone's watched this channel before, you know, um, I love superheroes, but that's what I like about anime is that essence of you, my wife can, get into it a lot easier than if I'm telling her to, okay, I want you to watch this because there's superheroes in it versus, Hey, I want you to watch this because there's a good romance story between the, the lead characters and the, the emotion of the story and the characters you're going to fall in love with them versus anything else. But all that to say, I think Tim, to answer your question, this is a good anime to show someone because it's a good anime. And the Superman-ness of it, the superhero-ness of it, I don't think puts it into a box necessarily and, and says, okay, you only will like this if you like superheroes. You only will like this if you like um, 
comic books, whatever. I think anyone can enjoy this, and that's what makes it a great anime and show overall. And this is actually, I think, a really good introduction to who Superman is. And I think Frank was talking about that, of the essence and the core of the character is, is here. And that's what I really care about. Like I said, having the different version or um, going off in different canon um, things. And it, it wasn't like that in, in the comics I read. And Jimmy was not black in the one I read. It's the core of the characters. Everything is captured here. I can recognize Lois. I can recognize Jimmy. I can recognize Clark. And even in the anime style where their eyes change into black dots or something, or they, you know, they, they move real fast. Like the anime-ness of it is not a hindrance um, to it. So I think it's a good recommendation for people who are into anime. And then as far as something that's similar in tone, I have to, it really takes like a mishmash of things. I don't know a one-to-one comparison. Um, I'm sure there is something that, and if you're listening to this or if you're watching this on YouTube, leave it in the comments below your recommendation of what type of anime is like my adventures of Superman, because I think there, there probably is a, a, a more one-to-one, but for me, it takes bits and pieces of things. The humor of this show is very similar to the humor in Dragon Ball to me. And that was something that my wife fell in love with when I showed her Dragon Ball was the, the humor and the, and how funny Goku was and um, the situations that he gets into. So that's kind of, there's some zaniness and there's some wackiness that is found in this show that I I can take pieces of shows. Oh, that was, you know, this show is funny like that. You know, this one has heart like that. There's the action and adventure, like you said, of My Hero Academia, um, the, the superhero powers uh, of it and the heroics of it. So there's a lot of um, little pieces that I see in here, um, but not a specific one-to-one recommendation but yeah i man all of these shows i'm thinking of now are are, uh, are getting me excited again yeah vector i had a quick question for you yes. related to anime before possibly move to a different topic uh is do you think maybe that with the way that the storytelling is done uh, like with magna anime versus animation and comic books do you think that is itself a thing that's related to like the attention spans of Western versus Eastern audiences. Cause maybe this is going to like me asking this question is going to be a real <laughs> or a short on YouTube or Instagram, <laughs> because those are the most popular <laughs> things that people watch because they're the shortest things. And, you know, trailers have, you know, the 15 second trailer before the trailer. Now, do you think that's, right. you think that's something that's very specific to either Eastern or Western culture, having like lived in both for a very, like a good portion of your life. Yeah. I don't know recently. Um, that would be actually a good thing to ask someone who's living in Japan right now. I wonder, are shorts a thing in Japan? Is TikTok popular in Japan? I don't have my finger on the pulse like I did because I was living there in the 90s. So, uh, back then we didn't, uh, the Western culture wasn't necessarily about short things. And now we have, you know, 15 minute, you know, think about adventure time and, and things like that. And even teen Titans, the, the episodes are 15 minutes long and it's like, they're getting shorter and shorter. 
I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Um, but yeah. it is what the way, definitely the way everyone's attention span is now. And the, the shorts, like you said, the reels, the TikToks. I wonder, I'm, I'm curious about that as well. Is that a Western thing or is that just a entire, this is a, a global thing of everyone's attention spans are shorter. That's a very good question. I so did use my what I'm, one what I'm taking up. away from this <laughs> is that Quibi was right. No, <laughs> no, no. Wrong time. Right idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did. Yeah. I did look it up. TikTok, according to Japan buzz, oh, but yes, actually yes. bite dance advertising data. Yes. Um, TikTok is widely used and is Japan's sixth most popular social media. TikTok has 16.5 million users in Japan, 50% below the age of 30. Okay. Hmm. That doesn't, if it's so the sixth largest, that doesn't. Below the age of 30. And, and Frank is the social media expert. So the sixth largest doesn't really, that doesn't feel like a good marketing term to me like hey that we're the sixth best hamburger yeah. in the town well, yeah, I'm, number yeah, that seven, doesn't feel great we're doing a different one number one is line <laughs> two is x three is instagram four is facebook and this one says five is tiktok but i'm not what sure. was number one line which i don't know what that is oh i've never heard of that um yeah that's interesting i think line is sort of like whatsapp oh, oh okay sure. yeah yes you are well, correct you know another it's thing is Growing up in the 90s, they were first on cell phones for sure. Like mobile devices mm -hmm. were much more popular and to the point where really desktop computing hasn't caught on the way that, you know, the way that we have desktop computing because everybody's phone was the most powerful computer and they were able to take it with them on the trains, you know, commuting from, from work and uh, mass transit in Asia, especially is like a lot better than it is in, in the United States. So I think them having their cell phones first there and catching on, maybe that also contributes to, hey, we can watch these bite-sized things on our phones, the quibbiness of it versus if I'm on my desktop or if I'm at home, I want to watch something on my 4K TV. I want to watch it as, as good as possible, you know, the best possible situation. So I don't want to watch it on my phone. I don't want to watch oppenheimer on my phone i want to watch it on my big screen tv so yeah that's all of those things are are uh, interesting questions to ask i'm just to yeah. wrap up our full conversation here just does anybody have one moment one sentence moment that they just thought was the best to like what a fun thing that maybe was Ooh. new to superman mythos that you hadn't seen before but maybe you had seen somewhere else mine is the council of lois's I just thought that was the best. All the Easter eggs that came along with that were also really yes. fun. Um, but I just really liked the elevation of Lois Lane to be like, you know, you know, um, Rick or right, Mr. Fantastic right. yeah. or like yes. any of these other, or, you know, of the, these other places that have, you know, these councils of things. Right. So many right. of them. Um, mm -hmm. Big fan that is Lois. So, um, Frank, what do you, did you have one? Uh, I, 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 I'm going to say like Jimmy, like I, I, mm. I loved uh, Jimmy being the, the, the conspiracy <laughs> theorist, uh, and the, uh, the social media, uh, expert that he uh, appears to be. Uh, I, I love that angle on him and that aspect of him because that, that really, you know, Jimmy's usually the, 
the, the youngest of the three right. of them, right? And here they're much right. more uh, the same age. But I love that there is that aspect of Jimmy that sort of still gives him that youthfulness mm-hmm. uh, that, that really kind of, it fits. It fits really nicely. And I want to see that last, the last shot of Jimmy. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm uh, rich now. I want to see how that plays out in the next season. Yes. Uh, where are they going to go with that? That was hilarious. I, I was laughing. He is a millionaire or a billionaire in the comics right now too. Like his parents oh. have like apparently like always been, it's like the latest thing is that his parents have always been super mm. wealthy and that he just never, he doesn't care. So ah. he never lets on, but he actually right. is quite extraordinarily ah, wealthy. Nice. Um, that was a whole thing with his, his, um, um, mini series or max series for a little while. So Ooh. it was just last year or the year before. So it's like, it's was that Tom King? Who was the writer on that? No, it was the same guy that did the Flintstones. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. I can't remember who that yes, was in my yes. head, which was also great if you're looking for yep. a good yes. reboot ish um, thing. So, Mark, what about you? Uh, I'm going to agree with you on the stuff with like the, like the Legion of Lois lanes. Uh, <laughs> and I liked in that episode that there, the Lewis lane was essentially like the Jimmy. And I liked that. They got, uh, what's, what's his name? Uh, Osric Chow who played uh, Ryan Troy in like the Arrowverse, And he was Kevin Tran mm-hmm. on supernatural. He was, he was Lewis lane in that. So I liked that in there. And I just liked their whole take on Mr. Mix Yes. Uh, or uh, if if Vector and my friend Rob is listening to it, he'll have his own pronunciation of that name that he likes to do. Uh, yeah, that is a I, not safe for work version. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I liked that whole episode and how they played around with some of the Easter eggs in that. And they did their own kind of version of multiverse shenanigans with that. And the only other thing outside of that that I thought was fun and I sent it in like our kind of Instagram chat thing was I was watching it and there was an animated character that looked like a character from another TV show. That I like that looked like Trent Krim from Ted Lasso. <laughs> and I have to, and I have to assume that that was done on purpose. Uh, there's no confirmation of that, but I just, it, it's too close a likeness to James Lance for it to not be. And he's in a newspaper. So, I mean, it kind of fits, but I, Overall, I just think I liked the entire vibe of the show, and I liked episode seven, I think, the most out of all of it. Also, I have a question for everybody. Is, was anybody actually surprised by who the general was? Not even remotely. First I thought, episode yeah. when yeah. the first episode, I was like, wow, it's I thought that was pretty obvious, yeah. 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 What yeah, I, I almost didn't pick up that, that it was supposed to be a surprise. Mm, yeah. Yeah, right, right. I figured it was supposed to be a surprise because the show in the end is not meant for our age group. Like I kind of watch it all like this is meant for kids. Yeah. So like, well, also like a big surprise for a kid who's not thinking the way that we think about stories. Right. Well, also anyone who doesn't have a knowledge of Superman That's would right. not know that they wouldn't know Lois's dad was, uh, was general lane. Um, so yeah, I think that one for the f- Superman aficionados, that was not a surprise, but for anyone new to Superman, I think that would have been a surprise. Yeah. Uh, the the author that uh, Tim was referring to is Mark Russell. I was looking him up, and oh, yeah. I also think that that Flintstones and I think he did a Snaggle Snagglepuss uh, comic as well. But he did some some fantastic work, so I need to check that Jimmy Olsen out. I hate to uh, 
sound like the exact same person as as everyone else. But that uh, the Lois Lane episode, the Council of Loises, it was my favorite. But specifically because Mrs. Pitlick was straight out of Dragon Ball. That character design was something that came out of Dragon Ball Z. So when I saw it, I was like, this is perfect for the Superman anime. This is the perfect version. I want to see the Batmite and the Nightmite. I want to see them in this universe. Totally. I actually would love to see their version of anime Batman. In Ooh, this, yes. Like other characters. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they will eventually. I mean, like yeah, season two, is, uh, yep. you know, part of this. So I'm sure that it'll get there one day. Yeah, because that right. episode even like hinted at more like Star Girl and like a few other characters like within mm-hmm. that place where they have some other stuff. Yeah, uh, I only had one disappointment. I was th- I was reaping the praises earlier, but my one disappointment was the voice actors, and we talked about this in the first episode where we were like, "Oh man, they got uh, Michael Emerson is playing Brainiac," and um, and and now I'm blanking on his name, but uh, the the Slade Wilson. Oh, Chris um, Parnell. Yeah, Chris Parnell. We barely got to hear them in the 10 episodes. Like the I don't think we ever heard Chris Parnell again after that that first time uh, no, he uh yelled that, when he got his eye uh electrocuted. Oh, oh yeah. He never had his own like episode or um spotlight on him. It and then Michael Emerson, will, you know. Oh yeah, in the like, next it just one. means they yeah. will later. You you yeah, know, sure. you know. Yeah. Right. Ten episodes. Uh, but De- they really needed to focus on Superman. Clark, yeah. Deborah Wilson was great as uh, Amanda Waller. I love her and everything that she's in. But Michael Emerson, Brainiac. We need more. Like I didn't. Mm-hmm. We, the the voice modulation and and things that that they were doing. I was like, I just want Michael Emerson. I I like him as an actor. So so more Michael Emerson. And in season two. Like, uh, I think we were saying more of the other superheroes. Yeah, I I do agree about the voice modulation, too. I was like, stop it, all of you. Right at the very end, mm-hmm. the last oh, episode, yeah. I was like, just just talk like people. Right. Like, it sounds it sounds like my voice modulator. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like Kylo <laughs> Ren at the very end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do that, too. Like, did it, did it, like it barely um, did anything. You know, like <laughs> that, whatever. Oh, like, Task Force Ganon. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Tell them R2. Yeah, that's how I feel yeah. about it. <laughs> yes, yeah. excellent. Well, this uh, gentleman has been a blast as it always is, and using those voice modulators always throws off my <laughs> microphone. So I apologize for the audio now. Does it every time. I don't know why. Oh. Uh, but Worth anyway, it. that was uh, that was us uh, fascinated with animation in the Vactorverse with some beer with no geeks. No, <laughs> all geeks, no beer, except for Mark, who actually yeah. understood yeah. the assignment today. It's a geeky um, beer. <laughs> it is. It is. It's, it is. it's not just yeah. a beer. It's a geeky beer. He like went above and beyond. And <laughs> it, none it of did. us could follow. It was great. It does smell of berries, so, too. <sighs> <laughs> there are some who would call me Tim. Uh so anyway, uh Mark, where can the people find you if they are interested in animation fascination? Uh if you ser- just go to like link linktree forward slash animation fascination, all the links for animation fascination are there. Uh YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, 
all the, the places that you find. Oh, and animationfascination.net also has all of that stuff, too. I do believe you mean X, the nope. so aptly named. I hate it so much. I don't really. <laughs> yeah. um, you thought yeah. Max was bad. No, no. But, yeah, I would have taken Ma. Would have been better. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's no good. Um, Vector, yeah. where can the people find you if they are interested in the Vectorverse? Any place that has audio podcasts, you can find the Vectorverse. Uh, but my main place is on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash Vactor, my last name, V-A-C-T-O-R. Or if you're finding us through shorts, I'm also on YouTube shorts, TikTok, Instagram reels, which I guess Instagram reels also counts as Facebook because um, the last yeah. episode that we did, one of the shorts from that got 100,000 views and it was from Facebook, really. The majority of it was from Facebook. So I guess if you count Instagram and Facebook as one entity, I'm on there. Um, so any place that you can find that stuff, you can find the Vectorverse. Oh, yeah, I'm on mm -hmm. X, too. X. It marks a spot, probably. Yeah. yeah. Frank, where can the people find us? BeerRuthGeeks.com is probably the, the easiest place to, to take a look and find uh, links to this episode past episodes show notes all that fun stuff uh and uh and patreon.com slash thought bubble audio if you want to want to support the show as well oh thank you all um gentlemen thank you so much for being here on the vector verse in which animation fascination and to be with geeks are also present oh my gosh it's very hard to combine all of our names <laughs> together i did the last time we were together but now i'm just like wherever the show is that's the main show so if you're on animation fascination that's the main show if you're watching us on the vectorverse that's the main show yeah. if you're listening to us on beer with geeks that's the main show yeah that's all i got for you but the main show here is my adventure with superman check it out on max it's terrific thank you all for being here tonight until next time cheers cheers <laughs> Perfect.